0: Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. How do you feel about math? If you're like a lot of people, you might feel anxious about it. That fear can make it harder to learn. Math-averse parents might even transfer their anxieties to their children. When it comes time to help kids with their math work, some might feel uncomfortable and leave it to the teachers. But even teachers can benefit from a boost in math confidence. Some studies have shown that teaching math at an early age can help students feel more confident and do better in elementary, middle, and high school. Fresno County is the hub of a new statewide pilot project that helps childcare providers, preschool teachers, and elementary school teachers teach math. To see them excited about learning math concepts, and I try not to say, like, you're learning math. They're learning. How can childcare providers and parents help with math concepts at an early age? Here is this week's Education Beat with
1: host Zadie Staley. At the Lighthouse for Children Child Development Center in Fresno, teacher Brittany Montalongo is talking with a one-year-old. Good
0: job. You are up on the drum. Now show me down on the drum. Down. All right, That's
1: great. These concepts of up and down, believe it or not, that's math. For little ones, concepts about where different things are in relationship to each other or comparing things to see which is heavier or lighter or bigger or smaller are all concepts that they will be able to build upon later for math. Brittany sees math everywhere. Even if, like, I'm doing a diaper change, a simple diaper change, you're like, how can you
0: learn math with a diaper change? We're learning about how much paper do I need? What length do I need? um, How many wipes can I get out? Let's count the wipes. One, two, three. Let's lift you up. Let's put you down. We're learning about gravity. We're learning about height, we're learning about more and less. So there's so much you can learn, like more soap, less soap, more towels. How many towels can we pull out? Spatial relationships. So it's so much, you see where where I'm going? (laughs) Those babies are learning math at an early age and they don't even know they're learning it. Brittany didn't always think this way. Oh my goodness, so math to me used to be like numbers, like addition, subtraction. After being a part of the Early Math Initiative, it has opened my eyes to see that math is not just one, two, threes, but it's in everything we do. So um, it could be in routines. It can be in just the
1: way that we view the world. The Lighthouse for Children is the demonstration site for the California Early Math Initiative. That means all the teachers, from the infant classroom all the way up to preschool, get training in early childhood math concepts and how to teach them to kids. And they also get to try out activities that researchers come up with. For example, once they played with a circular fan that was inside a see-through cylinder.
0: Once the fan's on, children were able to drop objects down to see if they would float or how high they would um, fly. So they put like streamers and feathers and they got to really explore that gravity piece. And it was really neat. And I was like, wow, I would never have thought to do that. Like, wow. (laughs) Wow. Just wow. You know, Um, another activity that was really interesting that I still use on an everyday basis because it's so simple is playing with ramps. Ramps is a wonderful way to explore math concepts, you know, dropping objects down to see if things roll. Can this ball roll? Can this car roll? That's something fun that we do. Um, I like to bring these big cardboard pieces outside when we go outside on the yard and the kids like to roll balls down them. They also like to try to fit themselves down them. Um, Anything that can roll and they'll tell us like, oh, it's too heavy, it can't roll down. Just hearing those concepts, heavy, light, wow, like these are toddlers saying these these words. That's big. When these kids go to elementary, they are going to be set up for success for sure because I know when I was in elementary, I didn't know what was heavy and what was light when I first started my earliest years. To see these one- and two-year-olds using these big, rich vocabulary words about math is phenomenal. I, that's all I can say. Um, they are going to be set up for success for sure.
1: This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, setting up babies for math success. A few years ago, I visited Lighthouse for Children in Fresno to see their family math night. Parents and preschoolers got to play and learn math concepts together with activities connected to children's books. I thought it was cool then, but now Fresno County was just awarded more money from the state to expand the early math initiative. Reporter Ashley Punu visited Lighthouse again and wrote about it for EdSource. Hi, Ashley. Hi, Sadie. So tell me, you went to the Lighthouse Child Development Center. What did you see there? I visited
2: on a Thursday. Um, it's this like really tall building in downtown Fresno and it's it's for preschoolers and for infants. And so I, I saw the preschoolers, but I asked specifically to go into the infant room so I could see the babies and how they were learning math. Um, and there was like, there was two little babies in there. I think they were both around a year old. And, and, you know, it's not like the teachers were teaching them, you know, like one, two, three, four. It was more like up, down, left, right, next, first, last, things like that. The older kids were learning more about how things work. So, for example, they had like little ramps that they would roll balls down. And the teachers would be like, how does this ball, ball roll down? And they would have to figure out you have to put it on an incline first. And
1: Right. So they're learning kind of like relationships between things and how space works and shapes and all kinds of things that have to do with math. But it's not like two plus two equals four.
2: Exactly. It's like spatial relationships and a lot of uh, math language, but not you know a lot of subtraction addition in, in, the, in the general sense that we're used to. And they have like a a calendar that they send home with parents about all kinds of activities that they could do with their children. Because it's really, it's shown that parents and even early childhood educators, there's a lot of anxiety surrounding math and about how they're supposed to be teaching it because they, you know, they get anxiety about like, wow, I I need to be teaching like, you know, addition, subtraction. But like I talked to one of the teachers there and like she said in my story, like, the, the training they get is now to see that math is really everywhere and it could be in, in every lesson that they do. But yeah, it's everywhere.
0: Like, even if you're, like, setting a table, you have one-to-one correspondence. You know, let's put one fork on one plate. Let's put one milk next to one placemat. I never thought like that before. <laughs> so, it, I mean, it took some time to make it a habit for me, but... Um, now that it's here, it's, it's like something you can't take away, like
1: learning how to walk. <laughs> Brittany Montalongo enjoys sharing this newfound understanding of math concepts with parents. She and other Lighthouse teachers send home activities for families to do with their kids. So
0: it could be like, let's go on a nature walk with the family. And on that nature walk, what shapes can we find? What colors can we find? on that nature walk so they can say, oh, I see green grass, what else is green? Oh, that tree is green, yes, and that leaf is green. Oh, yes, So these are all green things. What shapes can we find out of these? That observation piece is key. Also like Play-Doh, that will be on the math calendar. Let's create our own Play-Doh today. Let's do the measurements. How much flour do we need? How much water? Can we mix it? What colors does this turn if I add two different colors? So we give them a lot of ideas that they can do that is we try to do things that they can do. We know that, you know, they can find the materials around the house um, or find easy things that are recyclable. So they're not, you know, having to go out of pocket to buy these these materials to do their activities.
1: They even have tote bags that families can check out with different toys or activities to help them play with math concepts.
0: Like a spiral tower that you can roll balls down or um, bean bags with shapes, different things like that. Um, we sent home with the families and we have lesson plans around each activity piece. So each toy, I guess you can say, would have or material would have um, a lesson geared behind it.
1: They've come up with creative ways to engage with parents, even during the pandemic, like pizza night. So we
0: started off with having a book assigned, and the book that we read was Cook It. It was a book about a child making pizza at home, like shopping for the ingredients all the way to putting it in the oven, setting the timer, taking it out, and slicing it up to eat. So here at the Lighthouse, we did a whole, I mean, from zero all the way through preschool, we did lesson planning around that for a whole week straight where we would talk about the pizza, we would read the book with the children, a lot of front-loading. That way, by the day of math night, we were able to make pizza dough with them, do all the measurements. Um, That was a lot of fun. A big, huge, fun mess, I guess you can say. It was a lot of fun, a lot of flour everywhere. Um, The toddlers loved it. It was like sensory all the way around. And then those um, pizza doughs, they were able to take home and create pizzas with us via Zoom. So it was fun that we can all create pizzas together where we talked about shapes, um, the pepperonis, a circle, what toppings can we put on, what colors are they? There's green bell pepper, there's black olives, there's little circles, big circles. I really enjoyed it and I, I know a lot of our families and children really enjoyed it as well. We got a lot of people telling us how fun it was and they can't wait till the next math night Ashley,
1: did any of this surprise you?
2: It did. Before I got there, I was, you know, I have a, a seven-month-old baby and I was thinking like, how, <laughs> how is this going to work? He doesn't say anything. <laughs> he, he barely makes noises, you know, but when I got there, I could see how it, how it definitely, you know, it makes sense, at least how they were telling the babies, you know, like, first, we're going to change your diaper and next, we're going to do this. And, it it makes sense because they they get into routines like the teacher said. there, the uh, routine is a big part of of what they do and and how children start to understand math.
1: Um. And so the reason why Lighthouse is is doing all of this is that they're part of this statewide pilot project. Can you explain what the California Early Math Initiative is and what what the goal is? So
2: in twenty eighteen, the Fresno County Office of Education was awarded an $11.2 million grant to develop a training model for those who care for and teach children zero to eight years old. And it was called the Early Math Initiative, the California Early Math Initiative. And then this summer, they were awarded another $35 million to continue the project into 20, 2027. Um, the, the project will hopefully in turn boost math and science outcomes for those children as they get older.
1: Okay, so the goal is that um, by doing this by kind of inserting lots of math into the early, early years, that those kids will do better in math and science as they grow older.
2: Yeah, exactly. So it shows on standardized test scores that students generally do much better in English than they do with math. And for older students, more than half are not proficient in math. And this was before the pandemic and then testing has stopped momentarily. Um, but one person I talked to with a story from the California Board of Education said that, there's a lot of um, anxiety around teaching kids in math, and, and parents in and preschool and early grade teachers are actually more excited and comfortable teaching reading than they are math.
1: Okay. And is there any evidence or research that shows that helping preschoolers with math will help them later on in middle and high school?
2: Yeah, so there are, there are studies that show that as kids learn in preschool, that However confident they are in preschool and and early years doing math is how they're gonna be confident going into high school and even college later on.
1: Okay, so tell me a little bit about what they did during the first phase of the early math initiative.
2: Yeah, so the county office uh, actually partnered with Ames, which is the Center for Math and Science Education, to build this curriculum for teachers and for um, early educators and childcare providers and then WestEd was providing the independent evaluation to find out if it's working. So they made a website and an app and that's mostly for parents to go on there and watch videos and see how they can find math in everyday items and tasks like folding laundry or doing dishes. And then they have a yearly symposium that um, teachers and, you know, administrators are invited to across the state and even outside of the state. They said some people come and watch and it's supposed to, you know, teach how early educators can, what, what kinds of activities they can do with the children, and also making them more, um, more confident in like number sense, algebra and functions, measurement, um, even like coding and robots.
1: Oh, wow. And so how many teachers did they
2: train? They actually partnered with over 30 agencies and trained over 1,100 teachers so
1: far. Okay. And so what is the plan for this new, this new phase that they got $35 million for?
2: Yeah, so they just want to be expanding what, on what they're doing now. They want to make uh, the website expansion and just get to more, you know, agencies across the state, more county offices of education, more school districts, and more um, childcare centers.
1: Ashley, have you gone on the website for parents and looked at the videos and and seen? Yes,
2: them? and they're so cute. <laughs> I watched all the baby ones. I got. <laughs> I went through all of them. They're they're kind of funny.
1: Which ones most stood out to you?
2: Uh, I think the California dad one where he opens up the garage and he starts talking about numbers and stuff with his kids. To be a typical California dad, you need a typical California kid. She also goes by the name Sophia. (laughs) By teaching her concepts like up and down, over and under, empty and full, you're helping to support
1: her math development.
2: Or the Boss Baby one where... The little baby goes in and asks the parents to come into his office and the parents go in and then he starts telling the, the parents, this is how you can teach me math. <laughs> I just wanna make sure we're on the same page moving forward. Oh, by all means. What can we do? Great question, Jane. I love that you're reading to me, but the book is facing toward you. Show me those pictures. Talk to me about
1: colors, numbers, shapes. I'll make sure to do that every time. Boom!
2: And then he this dismisses
1: them place. afterward. Let's touch base again in three months. Have you started talking about math with your kid?
2: Yeah, honestly, yes. It, it changed a little bit the way I started, I started talking to him. I'll, I'll be changing his diaper. I'll be telling him, okay, first we're going to get dressed, and then we're going to go eat, and then we're going to go in the car. <laughs> I have been.
1: Brittany Montelongo is also using math concepts at home with her own four kids, who range from 11 months old to 9 years old. I got to take my children to our math night, so it was via
0: Zoom and my my little girls got to make pizzas as well. So it was a lot of fun and it was just really, I guess, heartwarming to see my girls and my kids exploring math and being um, so excited about it. We do a lot of pizza nights now at my house. It's like all the time. And they'll get the book and say, can we recook it before we do our pizza? Sure, you know, but it's just really, it's really warming to, you know, as a teacher and as a mom to see like my girls and my boy too, he's older though, but to see them excited about learning math concepts. And I try not to say like, you're learning math because, you know, I know my older son, if I say that, he's going to say, oh, I don't want to learn <laughs> I just want to play games, you know, but um, when they're just having so much fun with it and not aware that they're learning, I don't know, it just, it warms my soul. So even when they're like getting out their Play-Doh and they have their shape sorters and we're having this rich conversation about what shapes we are making with our Play-Doh and um, how heavy your Play-Doh is versus how heavy my Play-Doh is, they're learning about math. And whether we say it out loud or not, um, they're learning. And so that makes me happy. And they're happy about it. And they're smiling. And it just, it really warms my heart.
1: Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools production of EdSource. You can find Ashley's story and a link to some math activities to do with little ones at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Brittany Montalongo and Ashley Panu, and to our director, Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Heising Simons Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.